How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Sandstone Cycles podcast. I'm your host, as always, Christopher Martinez. Um, I just got back from Park City, Utah. I was up there racing the last round of the Enduro Cup. It was super fun. Anyone who rode up in Deer Valley, it's, uh, it's a good time. It's a good time just to go up there and ride. And anyway, on my way back, I stopped at Parks in Price, Utah, and sat down and had a conversation with Dustin Carlson, who owns Technar Media, not just a media company, though. Dustin has uh, gone off on other ventures from building trail tools to now custom paint jobs on bicycles. And I'll link in the description, but you guys should go check out his stuff, man. These paint jobs are just coming out super slick. Love it. Um, but yeah, we sit down and talk a little bit about how he segued into all these things, how he got into riding bikes, and uh, just a little bit about what the future looks for looks like for him. And uh, man, I'm looking forward to catching up with Dustin down the road. I I, I really enjoyed sitting down and having a conversation with him. He's just really positive, has good energy, and uh, the guy hustles. I mean, what can I say? That's what I love most about the guy. He just works hard and uh, just solid family guy and just all around hard to beat. So hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as I as much as I did. And uh, with that, hope you guys enjoy. Thanks again for uh, for listening. people a quick picture of what's going on i uh coming back from park city utah finished up the last round of the enduro cup and met up with an old friend new friend medium 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 friend friend. uh dustin carlson man the technar media you are uh i I, you got a good following man you're going places thanks (laughs) appreciate it i'm reaching out all the way down to aztec new mexico at least that's good love it uh, but no, me and Dustin, we've, we've known each other for a little while, met through mountain biking, obviously, but you, I, I, uh, I call you the jack of all trades hmm. because you're always got something going on and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. You, uh, media, Technar media, but that's not true. Well, I mean, it started out, I mean, let's go back to the beginning. I started out like everyone else did and got a GoPro. Put that thing on my helmet, got that thing, and I got home. I'm like, hey, mom, hey, dad. I mean, I'm a 30-year-old man with kids. <laughs> hey, mom, hey, dad, check this out. And uh, they're like, wow, that's really cool. I'm like, all right. So I got two GoPro cameras, one for me and one for my buddy, you know, whatever. Get the get multiple shots and started putting them together. Got a laptop. And then it was like, then the drones came out. Got a drone, hang, hang, uh started hanging uh gopros off the bottom of drones that was awesome then thousands and thousands of dollars later i'm like in all this i've got all these new cameras and everything and we we don't make videos anymore though because blm hopefully i don't know if the blm's listening right now but they really (laughs) threw the kibosh to me on on videoing because they they have their rules and i wasn't exactly following them and so kind of shot me down but i didn't know about this well, it's, if, if you want to make money, the BLM wants a piece of it. Right. And I mean, that's like a, I, that's not the nicest way to say it. Cause I, I'm sure that there's a reason, you know, they don't want people just going out and like if, if Jeep or Chrysler or something came to Moab and wanted to make a video, 
Mm. The BLM wants to be there to make sure that they, there's not 50 Jeeps just driving all over everything. I get that. But we were making videos. A lot of your uh, mutual friends of ours, uh, some Moab guys, they were all... Um, I'm, I live close to Moab, so that's where I was making the videos to, yeah. to flesh that out. But um, the we'd be out there and I'd have all my camera gear, just my backpack, and we'd stop yeah. and uh, just start sh- shoot videos over this 20 feet of trail, then move on to the next 20 feet and shoot video. And if you try to actually get the Moab's, like or the uh, BLM's blessing on all this kind of stuff, it's like a thousand bucks. Dang. It's like seven fifty, and you got to give them six months prior notice so that they can look through it and talk about it and do whatever it is they do. Ooh. And then you got to pay a dude to ride with you. One of their people, you I think is like two fifty a day to ride with you just to make sure that you're not wow. doing bad things. I like guess whatever. Dude, so I have no idea. when your budget is fifty dollars, <laughs> that thousand dollars to pay the blm like really eats into that when you spend all your money on the gopro yeah yeah because yeah so i'm already negative 350 on the gopro and add a thousand to that and it's <laughs> just not making any sense you know do we get a lawnmower going yeah lawnmower <laughs> background noise <laughs> we're in my driveway in chris's winnebago so yeah this is a, uh, our 1976 ford establishment with orange uh orange shag still rolling dude nice. thing doesn't want to break down <laughs> how funny yeah thanks for having us too man it's no cool, problem cool place like your house and everything uh chris i showed chris my uh, backyard pump track he's the first person outside of my immediate family that's ever seen it legit it's pretty nice legit work man you put you put the time in on it yeah thanks. turned out really good yeah it turned out nice some lucky kids yeah um how how did you get into how'd you get into bikes man like uh, have you always rode bikes your whole life or what i always i always had bikes i never had nice ones though you know (laughs) because but i mean this is back in the 90s is when we were kids i had a trek you know rigid uh mountain bike three by seven probably gearing something like that and uh so i always had a bike but I got fat. Oh. I got we kids, kids, yeah, right. wives, dogs, houses, <laughs> mortgages, jobs, day jobs. Uh, so I got fat. I was up to like 260. Gosh. I know, exactly. I guess I couldn't imagine you that. Because when I met you, you were, you were chubbier than what you are now. Thanks. <laughs> so I met you on your decline. Yeah, I was on the way down. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I got up there and I, I bet a guy at work I could lose more weight than him. Awesome. And we each lost like 50 pounds, but he ended up beating me just because he started out lower. And so just we had to do it as a percentage thing. Oh, right. Uh, I lost more weight, but he lost a bigger percentage. And so (laughs) he ended up winning 50 bucks. But we were both winners in life, right? That's uh, your best investment, man, in my opinion. The first thing I bought was a... It was like a $900 specialized um, hard rock or rock hopper, I think it was. Kind of cheap shock, but it had a front shock. And I was thinking, oh, this is perfect. I can ride on dirt roads and real roads with this bike. That's perfect. And so I'd go around. And then 
I accidentally stumbled across a single track one day, my local single track, and I followed it. And because there's this little bike sign, I I didn't know anything about this. There's a little bike sign and an arrow. I'm like, oh, I wonder what that. I'm like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Rode back down to the bike shop and I was like, hey, what are these trails? What is this? And he goes, oh yeah, those are the trails, local trails. I'm like, I didn't know anything about this. I was riding my dirt my mountain bike on road. He's like, oh yeah, and so found out that there's like 20 miles of mountain bike trails in my local town and uh quickly realized that this hardtail came up a little short on the on the mountain bike trails and it was a little short on the on the road because these road bikers would blow by me doing 80 <laughs> miles an hour so immediately went from cheap hardtail to like super expensive road bike and super nice uh full suspension the Santa Cruz Tallboy LTC was my first Ooh, nice bike. That is a nice bike. And it was a nice bike. It is. It still is. My buddy bought it, and he he still rides it. It's a nice bike. So how long ago was it you had this epiphany, this uh, coming of uh, just... I think I bought that bike in 2011. Oh, okay. Not long at all. So, I mean, now we're getting, what, seven years now? So, uh, but yeah... I, I bought that bike in the fall of 2011, so almost what, almost exactly seven years ago now. Okay. So lost 50 pounds. Yeah. Hopefully, trying to lose more so I can keep up with you in these yeah. races. Yeah, I'm sure. Chris be. smokes me on every race, makes me, but he's always nice. But he's like, "Oh, better luck next time, man. <laughs> you just keep working at it, and you'll do better." Thanks, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> it, it's yeah. The whole sport in general. It's fun, man. But I I like your story. Some some that's uh I think that's how a lot of us get into it, you know. But I like that you uh you stuck with it and when I met you where did we meet at? For the for the Ho Bajo and the Duro? Bajo Enduro. That would be two thousand sixteen, huh? Maybe the hold down, I don't know. Cause see uh Moab is halfway in between the two of us here. And Monticello's down by Moab too, and we've both got this friend, mm-hmm. Andy Platt, <laughs> uh, and he super nice guy most of the time. And <laughs> but he puts these races on these like little grassroots races, and that's where we keep. We probably ran into each other four times before we like actually introduced ourselves. I'm I sure. I think so, yeah. But uh, we just kept riding these little tiny like twenty rider races, and in those kind of races, I mean everyone's friends because you're yep. all there's so little people there it's just like everyone's just at the start line there's no classes there's no nothing it's just everyone just goes every 30 seconds and everyone's at the start line and at the finish line everyone's high-fiving and stuff so so it's kind of kind of the cool best way. that's the best enduro and i me and uh last podcast i did with tim and caleb we we're trying to hash this out when we met and it 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 was 2016 the abajo enduro in monticello utah I had met Tim Caleb and probably you, mm-hmm. but I didn't really talk to Tim and Caleb at that one. I think I talked to Caleb a little bit, but I didn't really talk to Tim. And then I kind of formally met Tim and Caleb more formally at the hoedown. Mm-hmm. Cause that, that's after that. That's coming up here soon. Yeah. So. End of October. So that's where I kind of more formally met him. But uh, I think similar story with you. And yeah. then, uh, well, that's how I met them too. Yeah. 
And then, and then it's all through social media. Is how we, technically how we all know each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. Happen to to get into bikes and start liking everybody and following everyone on Strava. Maybe I followed you on Strava first. Yeah. I, Strava was like my first social media. That's yeah. where I kind of met a lot of people. In, the in bike fact, <laughs> I distinctly remember the first year that the Abajo did the Shays Ridge. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I had gone up and pre-rode it with Andy, and I had the calm on it because I was probably <laughs> the only dude that it had ever Strava'd it. <laughs> And then I, I don't know, three weeks later, I got an email from Stupid Strava saying, <laughs> Chris Martinez. Be, and I, so I text Andy. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And he was with you at that time. Yeah. It, so he was just laughing. You guys were all laughing at me. I was like, God damn, this Chris Martinez. <laughs> Little sure did I, I know. He's actually a nice guy. He turns, bad, but he, yeah. he took my calm on that. Damn it. I probably don't have it no more. That's for uh-uh. sure. No, there's some killers on that race. That's what I heard. Yeah. Especially this year. God, they were good. It's cool to see it growing. Cool, man. So, Technar Media, the media thing got shut down. I mean, it's still there, but it's not <laughs> what it... I mean, there for a while, like every weekend, I was down in Moab. And we made some cool videos. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, you did, dude. That don't get any views. So, people, go look at them. But I always tell my kids, like, my YouTube videos are going to be fresh forever because they're not getting views. You know, it's not... The tape is not getting worn out. <laughs> Everyone, all these other people with like with hot YouTube videos, those videos are getting worn out. You know, in a couple of years, they're gonna be all the tracking's gonna be messed up on them and stuff. Mine are gonna be fresh. It's <laughs> a good way to look at it. That's right. How funny! You got one on uh, Pink Black one time. I yeah. Saw that. Yeah. Movies well, for Monday. Yes, I did. Uh, and I must say, I mean, I'm just the dude behind the camera. You get killers like these Moab Cyclery guys, Rat Bait. Uh, David Glover. We had Mike Flynn on a couple of them. Uh, Sam Shryak on this one. Anyway, these guys—they're just mechanics in Moab. And guess what? They ride two, three times a day in Moab. They can rip. Yeah. They are—they are killers. And I just point the camera in their general direction, and it turns out nice. You know, so it's. I'd like to take credit, but it's—it's it's all them. It's all them for sure. So anyway, yeah, it still exists. And I'm open for business if anyone wants anything, you know. But uh, but now it's kind of moved on to mm-hmm. other things. Yeah, that, and that's what I want to talk to you because you are, uh, I don't like using the word entrepreneur because it's, it gets overused. But technically, the definition is taking something that is not profitable and making it profitable. And I think that you do a good job coming up with the ideas. And you obviously have to be extremely talented to do these things. How do you leverage these gifts and talents and how, how do you just send them? How, I mean, you're painting bikes now. You're making trail tools. Uh, you're just a productive guy, man. Well, uh, I learned my business uh, my business plan on South Park. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that one episode where the, where the gnomes were stealing socks. No. <laughs> and their business plan and mine is steal socks, question mark, profits mine is ride bikes question mark profits uh and it just accidentally keeps working out but see but i'm like i like bikes i've got a lot of time on my hands because i i have a job that's on shift work so i have spans of days off where i'm like okay what am i gonna do um and i like 
working with my hands. You know, we made videos for a while and that was all good. But now, uh, it's actually my dad owned a body shop. and But he's 70 years old now. So he's got this body shop at his house that no one uses anymore. So I saw a picture, just, I don't know, one of these super pro... Uh, mountain bikes that got painted on Instagram or something like that and I, was, I I remember myself thinking I wonder how much they paid for that like I wonder if I could afford to get it and I'm like holy shit I've got a a paint shop in my backyard yeah. I could do it so the first thing I did I took my fat bike that I don't really care how it looks and experimented on that turned out nice just like my GoPro experiment it turned out nice my parents said awesome awesome son your parents I took, put the stamp of approval exactly <laughs> i like that then i got my dirt jumper which i couldn't give a shit less about yeah S- sanded it down turned out awesome are those the ones you had the uh, like old school paint on yeah i had turned I, I, I turned the dirt bike into like an old truck almost it's like uh patina they call it nice uh and then when i was feeling really good i took my six thousand dollar road bike and sanded on it <laughs> You're like, is this a good idea? Well, I was like, well, I don't even ride it very much. So, again, I, you can tell I went from least important to most important bike. So, fat bike, dirt jumper, road bike. Um, Did you do a and, little uh, little YouTube action, a little, little uh, research on how to sand carbon, oh, or is it a good idea? Or? Okay, like I told you, I've got days off, but I've when I'm at work, I'm there for 12 hours a day. <laughs> I sit in front of a computer because... I like to consider myself a firefighter. Like, I spring into action if something goes wrong. Nice. But it, stuff doesn't go wrong very often. So anyway, I've got time on my hands in front of a computer. Uh, so YouTube, I started Googling how to paint stuff. <laughs> and, you know, 36 hours later, I was pretty much a pro. You dialed. Just like all the mechanicing I do on my bike. That's all YouTube. That's all you need. Yeah. All YouTube. Shock right service, there. suspension Ex- service. Exactly. Exactly. YouTube's amazing, man. So, and I mean, I, I worked for my dad as a kid, you know, growing up, because that was just his thing. Um, and so I knew how to sand. I knew how to mask. I had painted unimportant things in the past, but that was always his thing. Like, Because the thing with painting is you can screw it up, right? You can't really screw up the sanding. So he'd let me sand. Awesome. But, uh, so yeah, I, I wasn't ever the biggest painter, but I, I had time on the, on the back end, which is 90% of the job in the first place. Like yeah. you spend 10 hours painting a bike, nine of those hours are prep, Dang. one hour of actual spray, you know? So I knew the prep stuff pretty well already. I love it, man. Uh, so after your expensive road bike and then you just, just went for it. Well, and on that expensive road bike, I went all out and bought some it's like it's called uh harlequin or chameleon paint it changes colors depending oh, yeah. on where the light hits it and stuff uh it's this green to purple thing uh it's a really pretty bike but uh it was like 50 dollars an ounce this paint it's really expensive. so anyway but how, bikes, many, how many ounces can do a, a bike uh about three Ooh. so i mean a little pricey not cheap yeah, yeah. right but but I experimented with it and it again turned out perfect. Like I, I keep accidentally kicking ass. It's not like I've got skills. I like, Oh, that turned out awesome. 
and uh, just went from there. Now, so now I've painted every bike, my dog, everything, <laughs> like every everything that I can get my hands. I'm even painting like handlebars, stems, all kinds of stuff. Seat Your newest post, creation, helmet. I I did a uh, Hawaiian uh, t-shirt style helmet. Thing turned out looking good, man. Well, you know, I've got a I've got a couple Hawaiian shirts that I've been wearing to ride with, and I had this helmet. It's the new Smith Forefront Two, just came out the other day, nice. and I was lucky enough to grab one because I just bought the black, the matte black, because that's the easiest to start with. Yeah, and it, probably not the most popular, so I grabbed one of those and uh, painted it up all Hawaiian style, and it looks good. And Dude. then. Uh, TJ does your you you're really good advertising for you. Yeah, absolutely. With, with uh, what do you call that? Do you have a name for that bike? The, well, a uh, little history on that is uh, TJ Christensen uh, races on a Yeti SB6, and a couple years ago, back in 2015, they did that special paint job, that blue and yellow two tones paint job, and it was the 30th anniversary paint job, and. TJ's got a 2018, so we call this the 33rd anniversary paint job. We did it same blue and yellow, just a different uh, pattern of the two tone. And yeah, he's he's looking good on it. And he's he's been on the front like page, I guess you should say, of <laughs> like uh, enduro Scott Enduros like yeah. last three races. So you sick. see them on uh, Facebook. He's on the front. He's yeah. the front shot. So that's kind of cool. I, I, I kind of wish you'd take that fork off, though. It just kind of throws uh, it off. Yeah, he's got a bright green DVO <laughs> fork. So he's got lots of colors going on, none of which really match. But <laughs> so I, I tell him it's making him faster. Because with a nice bike, you can't ride like a chump. you got to ride fast. Yeah, he does. He, dang, kid's good. He races, he's faster than me, faster than I'll ever be. So. He beat me this weekend, that's for sure. I, I tried to give him a run for his money, but. <laughs> I threw it away, and that's you're only as good as your last race. That's, that's right. My opinion, man. So, well, flats happen. You leave it, leave it where it lies, and you come back your next race. That's right. Hopefully, you do better. The hoedown, right? Or is there another enduro? Well, somewhere? I'm having a baby next month, so <clears throat> my season is probably over. But I will be racing Scott Enduro Cup next year. That's the plan, anyway. If, if all, all goes huh? well, yeah, yeah. So excited for that. Um, Techno, you got your trail tools? Absolutely, yeah. They are sick, too. We use them down in New Mexico. Love them. Well, and, uh, that just kind of came about because our, our local trails aren't the best. I mean, they're kind of older. <laughs> and the guy that built them, super nice guy, and he built trails. I mean, how bad could he be? Oh, yeah. But he kind of went around everything. Like, yeah. a lot of it, I think were game trails like 90 percent game trails oh, so gotcha. they, like there's a rock there you go around that rock there's yeah. a tree there you go around that tree uh we wanted to speed them up a little bit and i don't know if you've seen do you guys ever screw around with mcleods and stuff what's that well i've never heard of that the mcleods are like they're like square but then one part of it has teeth you know what i mean but they're they're super thin Oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah, firefighter things. Okay, I just never knew the name of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we have one in our little. Uh, I I volunteer in a local nonprofit, and we got a little assortment of trail tools, and uh, yeah, we got one of those. One well, McLeod's. I mean, they do a really good job, but they're kind of thin, mm-hmm. and it's mostly to be able to carry them around for the whole day, right? Yeah. So I I get why they're thin, but 
I I kind of wanted something a little more beefy, and ours is more beefy, probably too beefy. I no, think I dude, need to go down not. to three sixteenths instead of a quarter inch. But it helps when you're when you're making new trail. It helps, dude. It helps to. Get, I don't know. I I love it. We've made a few trails back home, and it it moves yeah. brush. If you need some brushes Absolutely. or tree limbs broke, just throw a swing at that sucker. Yeah. And... Well, one side of it's an axe. One side is a a rake it's got teeth the the end of it's just kind of dull for like bludgeoning things yeah. rocks breaking rocks in half and stuff the other side is is sharp and like an axe but it just kind of like a a side hill digger yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? like to cut into side hills kind of like a straight edge yeah. uh, and built-in bottle opener i mean perfect what else could you need? You know? <laughs> it's just all day trail. Yeah. Do you do all the welding fabricating on this? I don't. Oh, no. I've, I've got a buddy that does that kind of stuff. Bent metal fab. Because uh, I don't have a... Yeah, yeah. They laser cut it out. Perfect. You know what I mean? And I could weld it, but I'm not the prettiest welder. You know what I mean? So they've got a guy that's really good, so I just let them do it. But I put them all together. So I, I designed it and drew it up on CAD, and then they just kind of buzz it out. And nice. Give it to me, so. <clears throat> then you got a little bit of swag going. Yeah, t-shirts, hats. You've got one of those, don't you? Haven't I? I've no, given no. you a, uh, a patch. It's just a patch, like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have. Maybe. I, uh, anyway, I've got iron-on patches, so nice. I've got patches on everything. The dog, the cat, everything. <laughs> the kids, I'll have patches all over them. But. Uh, I I. Uh, so. You, you're just gonna go with it, man, and it, and kind of like you said, you like bikes. Your South Park equation, it, yeah. if it works out, as long as you're having fun with it, that's what matters. And exactly. it sounds like you're having fun with this stuff. You're passionate about it. Exactly. Usually, that's when things work out. When it's not really, well, you know I mean, you're having fun with it. And it kind of helps, and you could probably understand this, but like, so I've got a day job, mm -hmm. so it it almost cuts both ways where. If you've got a day job, you're never really that hungry, so you don't really push it. Right. right? Like with the videos, if if that was my livelihood, right. I probably would be doing better at it, right? Right. But it's like the BLM throws up a little roadblock, so I'm like, meh, nah. I, got a, <laughs> I got a job, you know what I mean? So it's like a job is good because I don't have to worry about it, but it's also bad because I'm not exactly pushing it. Right. You know what I mean? I feel you. And, uh, but like we were just talking about, we just, we had a little get together on my back porch, uh, earlier and we talked about this, but you know, the town I live in is an old coal mining town. I mean, it's not even old. It's a current coal mining town, <laughs> right? That's what people do here. And no one likes coal. And I don't even really <laughs> disagree with that. I mean, it's dirty, it's dangerous, whatever. I work at a power plant that burns coal. Yep. Probably going to go out of business. So, you know, in five or ten years, I'm 36, you know, so I could possibly lose my job in my 40s. Mm -hmm. Not the best. I, I really don't want to because it's a great job and good money and all that kind of stuff. But so anyway, in the back of my mind, I just I see this coming that I'm going to lose my job. So it's like, okay. You've got five years. What are you going to do about it? Right? What else is there to do in Price, Utah? Well, there's not shit to do here. <laughs> so I could either transfer somewhere in Salt Salt Lake or something like that in yeah. my 
and stay in the company. And so that's all fine and dandy, but all, my whole family's here in Price, right. right? You like it, yeah. Both sides of the family. And Price, I mean, for raising kids, is cool. good. I wouldn't want to be a single dude here. That would be horrible. <laughs> but, I mean, I've got kids and family and both sides of the family here. So anyway, what I'm saying is I'm trying to build things up to where when that job loss happens, I may be able to just transfer right into it. Exactly. Or at least just to have some residual income coming right. in where it's just kind of coming in. Right. It, so it's one of those things where, and you know, before with the videos and that kind of stuff, uh, oh, well, and the other thing, I, I tint windows and I do clear bra on oh, cars. Nice. Oh, so, very cool. Uh, I've been doing that for a long time. That's not bike related exactly. Dude, but uh, so that's 90% of my side business. Very cool. And then the videos were just a little bit extra. But now that these paint jobs have been getting uh, popular and they turn they turn out nice because I've got a whole paint shop. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm just painting them in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. You got a that, legit. I mean, it's, it's, a, I've got compressors, I've got airlines everywhere. Like, it is a, I've got a paint, actual paint booth. Yeah. So, it's a, an entire body shop that could turn out car after car after car. Just so happens to be empty. So, I'm painting bikes out of it, you know? Yeah. So, if I were to get busy enough with that, I, I really think I could probably do it between all the, you, you make a little bit of money 15 different ways. Yeah, exactly. It adds up, you know? I love Theoretically. it. Theoretically. So do lots of stuff. Question mark. Profits. Hustle. Hustle. Yeah, that's the thing. Hustle, man. Because that's another thing. Because, again, like I said, possibly losing my job. So I've got a wife and kids. So that's a, a stressor, right? That's Absolutely. a thing to worry about. So it's like all day long, you think like, oh, man, if I just was had my own business and I wouldn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. I don't have to, I, you wouldn't have to work for the man, all, all this kind of stuff. But then it's like people who have their own businesses is, it is hustle at all times, which again, if you, if you're doing what you love, you don't work a day in your life, blah, blah, whatever. But I mean, it would be a hustle. I would be doing deals i'd be trying to figure out where my next tent job is coming from or where my next frame's coming from it, it i would probably work three times harder if i had my own business than i do just with a day job i'm sure exactly but maybe i'd enjoy the hell out of it the whole time you yeah. never know i don't know you do a really good job with the bikes man well, i thanks, think man. if you get your it, man you're you're on the right track, Kath. I think you're doing all the right things. Not not that you need my. <laughs> I'm well, just I saying. I, I see it. it from just from my perspective. I see it. You're using utilizing the social media correctly. You're you're you're. It's all working out. And if you can get, I just see you getting your foot in the door with the right people. I mean, you Absolutely. can get some contracts. Uh, you don't have to paint just bikes. You can paint all kinds of crap. Get a contract. Stems painting yeah. even outside of the bike industry yeah i mean not that that you would want to get that crazy busy but yeah i think the bike is a specialty because you can only get so many options like from for from example factory, diamondback right? yeah. I, I ride diamondback there's only like three colors of bikes you can right get. it'd be kind of cool i would like yeah. a flat black 5c there you go you know 
There you go. Might just leave it here with you. <laughs> I'll have to take it home. I don't know where race is coming up. Yeah, exactly. No, I'll strip it down, man. I do want to drop it off with you and see what you can come up with. Because, uh, like I said, man, I think that that's... A lot of people want, want something unique to ride, you know? Something well, that fits them, their personality. And you know what's funny and I've kind of fallen into is uh, there's kind of a underground handmade bike thing going on in salt lake right now oh. uh so i've tied in with with one guy up there it's salt air cycles um but this dude's just building bikes in his garage dude. he he solders them up he uses or he brazes them yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a what is that brass right 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 uh but it's a steel road bike or cyclocross bike or whatever and still needs to be painted so I just, I hit this guy up. I kind of cold called him. I just sent him an email. I'm like, hey, I'm Tied in Price. It. You're in Salt Lake. Because all these guys, there's there's people that paint bikes, but a lot of them, the, the biggest one, they're either in Colorado or California. And uh, those places that specialize in that, you know, this, this guy was telling me, um, his name's Matt, that... Like they're six weeks out on everything, so he pays X amount of dollars to ship it there. Waits for six weeks, they turn around and he has to pay X amount of dollars to get it back, and then put it together. And I'm just right here in price, so I'm like, you I'll, could dr- I'll drive to you, yeah, it's like, and I'll yeah. get it turned around in three days, exactly, and then I'll drive it back to you. And he's like, and they turn out just as good, you know. I'm sure those guys are super pros. It's uh, Spectrum Powder Works or something like that. I don't know, yeah. but. I'm sure they do an awesome job, but I can... His, I mean, he's a small business, too. He's yeah, gotta... exactly. And so it's saving him money and saving him heartache and saving him time. And so it's like, he's telling me, well, there's there's four other guys that I could, that I could uh, introduce you to. And I'm like, well, I mean, I could get too busy, theoretically, because I've still got a day job. But, right. you know, it gives me hope that the future is bright with this. Yeah. So, who knows? And... What about your riding, man? What are you going to do oh, yeah, about that? I ride that? bikes sometimes, I, too. I understand you ride bikes as well. <laughs> yeah, I like to ride bikes. But all my bikes are painted now, so I'm like, I really take it easy. <laughs> like pro paint jobs on everything. They've all got sparkle and lightning yeah. bolts and all kinds of stuff on them. Your Santa Cruz is sick. Yeah, I got a Santa Cruz Nomad. And just the other day, I got my a push shock on it. The push 11.6 uh, side stack, I think. They had to make a special one for the Nomad because of the way it was set up or something oh, like that. So thought, this shock I, is brand new. Dang. I'm like the probably the third person ever to get it probably. Is that – didn't Nomad change recently? Yeah, this or, is a new one. Yeah. Okay. Your, it, your bike's not like the newer Nomad? It is the newest. Oh, nomad. it is. Okay. Yeah. I had the old Nomad too though. Oh. I had that baby blue one, right? Oh, that's the one I'm thinking of. I thought that was the baby blue one. No. This, is, this one started out just tan and black. That ugly oh. tan and black color. Yeah. I got it painted, custom painted red and black and yellow fades and yeah. sparkles and all kinds of stuff. So what What? Uh, what do you want to do with bike riding, man? Do you do you have goals in that? I mean, well, do you want to race enduro? Do you want? I was I was racing pretty hard and like doing all this training and stuff, and I'd place I'd podium like in these super small ones like that yeah. you and I would go to or something. Uh, but the big ones like I'd be in the second to last guy or whatever. Which there's nothing wrong with that because everyone's good riders. But again, busy wife, kids, all that kind of stuff. Yep. I'm focusing on the fun ones 
that Perfect. are close. Which there's five of them. And that's, that's a good chunk in a yeah, year. Yeah, how many more do you need? You yeah. know what I mean? There's there's two or three in Moab, uh, the one in Monticello, and then I do one in Salt Lake. The first one of the year is always at uh, Sundance Perfect. up in Salt Lake because that particular uh, ski resort melts faster than everyone else. So they're open like a month early. But So, yeah, I mean, and then with five, I've always got this thing in the back of my mind to like work, work for. It's like... I don't want to ride today. I'm like, well, you got this race coming up. You better go nice. ride today. Yeah. Get in shape. Blah, blah, blah. But it's not so much that the wife's pissed. Yeah. And they're all close. So they're like a day away from me. So exactly. I can I can just get up early that morning, go to the race, and then come home. I don't have to like yeah. get some kind of elaborate plan, you know, uh, get some 1979 Ford Econoliner, <laughs> like Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> Except I've got my uh I've got that fold out tent on my truck, so that comes in pretty nice. That handy. thing is pretty nice, yeah. It's pretty nice. For one person though, you get more than one in there, it gets pretty stuffy, but <laughs> So you just want to keep progressing your skills in those races year after or if just whatever, keep it fun, huh? Just whatever. keep it fun. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I mean I'm thirty six years old, almost thirty seven, so uh I guess, I don't know, pretty soon I'll be in the 50 and over, I guess. I could... Nah, dude, you're still young. Yeah. <laughs> you can still, you got... It's just a... Do you run? Do you do anything else besides that? Yeah, you? I run. Well, there's there's a couple triathlons around here that I do. Oh, but they're okay. those sprint triathlons, like yeah, yeah, 5Ks, then maybe a 10-mile ride, and then like a 150-yard like a swim or something like that. Those, but, that sounds fun. But, I mean, they tire me out. I You got to push for those, you know what yeah. I mean? I can't swim. I'm, I did a... Uh, neither can I. Dustin and Natalie, the ones that put on Baja Enduro. Natalie yeah. put on a sprint triathlon in uh, Monticello one time. And I, really? And I, did, I almost drowned it, yeah. <laughs> it was bad, dude. I don't ever want to swim again. Not like that. Yeah, it's not it was terrible. And it was like a the sissy... Like you said, it was a sprint triathlon. So it was like... It was a sissy swim and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was, I had the guy uh, like that went the boat in the little canoe. I'm like, dude, stay kind of close to me, man. This <laughs> isn't working out too good. I'm sinking. <laughs> That's good. How oh, cool, man. Well, looking forward to see what you got going on. Absolutely. Well, and, and you like all my stuff. I like all your stuff. So oh, yeah. it's kind of funny. Like, we see each other maybe three times a year. <laughs> but it's like we're best buddies. In fact, uh, if everyone's still here with us on this podcast, uh, we had this thing we were going to set up. We were trying to f- figure out when he was coming <laughs> through Price, my hometown, on the way home and all that kind of stuff. And I had a family thing come up, so I had texted him. He texted me back and forth. I didn't think it was going to happen. I'm driving home, and there's a big goddamn Winnebago, like, driving down my home street. And I'm like, who the hell is that? And now, granted, he lives six hours away from me, and he's just passing through. And my home is not on the main drag, right? So just Chris just decided to go drive around. And I drive in, and I'm like... I see his bike on the back. I'm like, my wife was driving, actually. I'm like, get up on that. Get up close to that Winnebago. She gets up there, and I'm like, he's driving past my house. He doesn't know where I live. He doesn't know I'm around. He doesn't know when I drive. He just, we were just going to meet when he came through Price. And I got out of the truck and was jumping up and down, and he drove right past me. But I ended up calling him, and he turned around. And so now we're doing this podcast in a Winnebago in my driveway in Price, Utah. Yeah, so to 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 tell you what really happened, uh, to be completely honest with you, because I haven't really been completely honest with you, what was going on is you said you had a family thing at 6 o'clock. 
and I and so we 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 stopped at Dairy Queen, and uh, I said I'm gonna text Dustin real quick, Tom at Dairy Queen. But then I was like, I need to dump our gray water because like the the water in our RV that we shower from and stuff. Right. And I'm like, I need to go find some. I'm like, maybe if I go this way, I'll just find some desert road that goes out in the desert, and I'll just like dump our shower water out. That way, our <laughs> motorhome's not so heavy, full of water. And uh, <laughs> and so it looked like I was just I was driving through these back streets, and apparently I drove right next to your house. <laughs> He's like cousin Eddie driving, uh, dumping his gray water in my <laughs> in my your driveway. Yeah, 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 just like on uh, Christmas vacation. But Holy it's cow, so that funny. just yeah, that just made it that, that much better. It's so funny that you happen to be like, what? Diamondback. <laughs> Diamondback old, old school RV. Old school RV. There's no way this is Chris driving down my street. And I've never been off the main. I've never been off in Price, Utah. I've never drove off the main road that goes through here. <laughs> and how I ended up, yeah, down your street is pretty. That pretty is hilarious. pretty weird. And and as I'm driving home. <laughs> That is kind of weird. Uh, so funny. Yeah, so people are probably tired of hearing funny stories. Uh, we th- Anyway, um, we're going to find you, man. What do you, you want to, if anyone listens to this podcast. I don't know. Instagram's usually the best because it, that's what I focus on. And then Facebook just gets my Instagram autumn auto whatever. But it's, it's tech, T-E-C, underscore, NAR, G-N-A-R, underscore media. I know it's not the easiest, but you can find me on there. But uh, and they all interlap to the YouTube page and all that. Yeah, there's lots of uh, there's lots of videos, mountain bike videos, mountain bike paint, trail building stuff. Me wrecking, me riding, other people wrecking, other people riding. It's a good time. How techno? How, real quick, what, how did you get the name? Uh, I w- <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but I was trying to think of a cool name, and I'm like, well. Everyone, so I, I wanted, I was like, okay, NAR, NAR's cool, and, and tech's <laughs> kind of cool. And so I was just like, tech NAR, and it just kind of happened on me. And uh, I looked, I Googled tech NAR, and somebody's got, some like skater shoe company's got tech with an H. Oh, right. So I had to go with TEC. But it was kind of cool. It makes it kind of cooler anyway. But yeah, one well, technar.com exists. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff up on there, but. Uh, and that's easy to find. Nice. I'll put all that in the description too. So yes. if anybody wants to check it out. Absolutely. Pay him a visit. That was fun, man. Yeah. I'll Good try job. to do one. Yeah. I'll do I'll swing by. We'll talk talk bikes. We'll talk more about we'll do another one of these, talk about your fat bike adventures and because I know you got pretty heavy into that, but I did. We'll save that for another podcast. It's getting late. Look what my our neighbors just sent that to me. Oh man, cousin Eddie, so funny. <laughs> Perfect. That's good. You got to put right that on. on the, All right, we'll see. See you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>